Choose your character carefully. They each have their own unique combination of strengths. Alrighty. Shouldn't there be a board or some pieces or something to Jenga? No, no. This is a role-playing game. It takes place entirely in our collective imagination. Ooh, Ooh yeah. Neil. Now it's time for me to tell you about young nasty man, arch-rival and nemesis of Wonder Boy, with powers comparable to Wonder Boy. What powers, you ask? I don't know. How about the power of flight? Did I do anything for you? Welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy, and this week I'm joined by... Hello, I'm Benny Elbows. I know. You're Benny Elbows, which I'm going to just assume is your real name. Uh, well, no, not really. It's a nickname. But, but it's I the mean, name everyone knows you as. That is. Uh, it's my Facebook name. It's my Twitter name. It's what people introduce me as when they meet me. So I guess if, for, for practical purposes, yeah, it's my real name. <laughs> and so who are you? Uh, well, I'm a Memphis comedian, uh, writer, improviser. Uh, basically, anything that has to do with comedy, uh, that's that's what I do. I love comedy and love being a part of it and creating it. And um, been doing it about six years. So you do have a passion, mm-hmm. and you chose a theme. Yes. What is the theme this week? So when I'm not doing comedy, uh, a lot of uh, I guess my escape from comedy is Dungeons and Dragons. So it's still imagination. So it is still imagination. It's still creative creativity. It's still coming up with things. And for me, it's still about trying to make people laugh on occasion. Hey. I'm sure there's moments that it's very serious, but then there's moments where it definitely can be comedic. Right. And I think it's a lot of who you're playing with. But I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. I only know Magic the Gathering. But people also think Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons are the same, and they're not. They're, they aren't. Well... They have. I think a lot of that confusion comes from a shared, um, a shared origin. Like there's, both are heavily influenced by Tolkien. Yes. Um. So you do have dwarves in both. You do have elves in both. I you think have you still have and, orcs too in Magic, right? Uh, Maybe. Last, last time. Well, I don't know. I don't think so. There's merfolk. I know merfolk and pirates are the new big thing. We have lots of pirates. Lots of pirates. There's a pre-release this weekend, so I know, can, I know about the pirates. You got to go with what's hot. I remember for, I didn't play it extensively, but I think uh, there was an entire block focused around ninjas. Yes, ninjas. For a while. And, of course, we just had an unset, so I was really excited about that. And, of course, uh, in both there are wizards and dragons. Yes, there are wizards and there's dragons and... Um, I just love the whole thing. I wish I played Dungeons and Dragons. It's just like I need to develop a character. Well, I think that comes from uh, a lot of inspiration. Like sometimes what I like to do is, you know, I roll my stats. And depending on who you play with, Mm -hmm. your stats can either be customized to what you want the Mm -hmm. character to be or it's straight like, no, this is your strength. Okay. This This is is your dexterity. Okay. Right. So people play it different ways. I like to, you know – just take it as it comes and sometimes like, okay, well, what does this guy do? You know, um, he's really wise. Okay. So why is that? What would a really wise person do? What kind of characteristics would they have? What kind of, so you um, really think about your characters, right? I try to, um, 
again, sometimes they're just like comedic. You know, especially if you're playing with a big group where everyone wants to have a big epic character, that's a perfect opportunity to to be the comic relief in the yeah, group. Yeah, so that not everything has to be super serious and right. yeah, you never know where the story's going to go. Exactly. So, yeah. So in music, cuz we got to wind around to music. Mm-hmm. Um you chose this theme. Right. What's the song you brought? Uh the song I brought is uh and you know, it's a little cliché. Um I was looking up some stuff about it, and uh, someone described it as the most overused song <laughs> in all uh, of movies and, and media, basically. Uh, but it's O Fortuna. when you hear it you'll be like oh it's that song yeah it's that song that's in every dramatic trailer every almost every like uh, action movie or it's that vaguely familiar sound right do you toss it in the background whenever you're playing uh we i've done groups our group usually we're talking so much (laughs) that we don't have time but there are uh we have been groups where we do play music and i've tried to get this one you know, sprinkled, sp- yeah, sprinkled in when I can. Yeah, and maybe you're like, maybe somebody will remember a movie about it too. <laughs> <laughs> Influence the game. When you think about it, like, why did you choose this song? I, it's just the the feeling it evokes. It's it's when you hear it, the, it is distinctly urgent. You hear it, and something big is happening, and it's happening very quickly, and it's it's encroaching upon you. Mm-hmm. There's something coming. Uh, or you're going somewhere and it's approaching quickly and right. you have to, it's very urgent, I guess. And it does have the operatic feel too, because it's in Italian maybe? Is it in Italian? I couldn't tell you. When I, when I hear it, I get excited, you know, like. <laughs> well, I think that's seriously a fantastic, like it's a, it got this great fantastic sound. So you can definitely tell that it is something that could very easily be set in maybe like a middle earth of some sort. Right. And. I really enjoyed it. I don't, I don't, I guess I don't see that many movie trailers, but I know I'd heard the song and mm-hmm. not known what I was listening to. Yeah, I, I'm, well, I'm the same way when I finally found the song. Uh, it was several years ago, but I remember thinking, I can't tell you what movie this has been <laughs> in, but I know it's been, it's, it's like so ubiquitous almost that you don't know. It's so ubiquitous, you don't know exactly where it came from. Yeah. Because it came from so many different places. You probably experience it from multiple... Multiple places. Right. And you probably just have, like, scattered memories. Right. Now, for me, 
I did some research and I was trying to find something that was not like super, super obvious. And so I've got um, VOC's Gelatinous Cube. came out last year right and i had a fr- i have a friend or i guess facebook friend and also somebody i went to college with who is really into making original characters for people and so he does all these t-shirts and i just remember him having a t-shirt about gelatinous cube and i didn't get it but then i like you came up with this theme and i was like i wonder what this is and then right. i found a song about the gelatinous cube and i I, I thought it was really cool that uh, first I figured out that it was a D&D character. Or you said it's not even necessarily a character. Well, I think, um, I guess, if, I mean, if you classify it, it's technically, I mean, people would call it a monster or, um, uh, yeah, a monster. But really, if you look at the way it behaves, it's more like a trap. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't move very fast. It doesn't have a lot of ways of attacking you. It doesn't have legs. It's a cube. Right. <laughs> so, so uh, when you encounter them in Dungeons & Dragons, it's usually like, oh, I wonder what's in this hole. And you go in the hole, and it's a gelatinous cube, and you die because you... You are sucked into a gelatinous cube. So the way I've experienced them, they're more like traps. If you know they're there, mm-hmm. like, if you're smart enough to be like, oh, okay, I drop a rock into this hole and then your dm says well it uh it starts to free fall and then it goes in in like basically settles into midair you're like oh okay well this is let's not go there yeah this is (laughs) this is something weird oh it's a gelatinous cube let's just shoot it with arrows until it dies we don't get yeah we don't kill a gelatinous cube um see i think they're weak against Fire? fire? I think they're weak against fire. Because then they can melt? Uh, but, I mean, in general, it, as little sense as it makes, you can still just shoot it with arrows or hit it with swords, and it'll die if you hit it enough. I feel bad for the gelatinous cube now. Well, I mean, everything. <laughs> Maybe you wouldn't be good at Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> if you don't want to. I have too much empathy for the gelatinous cube. <laughs> but I will say that there are a couple people, and I tend to this sometimes when we're playing that the characters that are there that are supposed to be evil Mm -hmm. you know the ones that like these things they don't have free will they don't they can't make decisions they're inherently evil Mm -hmm. you know like uh if you go back to lord of the rings like orcs okay you're not supposed to sympathize or empathize with orcs but yet i still find myself 
like asking the DM, like, in your world, do they have to be evil? <laughs> like, do I have to Are kill them? Are they inherently evil? Right. Do I have to kill them or can we stop and talk? <laughs> I would love to sit down with the gelatinous cube and find out why it's misunderstood. Yeah, I think I think it'd probably tell you that um, it's just trying to survive. <laughs> just trying to eat everything too. Well, it's it's in a dungeon. Yeah, he's stuck. Like he's he's the dungeon. Uh, excuse me, he or she, the gelatinous cube or it. A I non-binary. Don't, right. <laughs> um, it's in this dungeon where humans are not supposed to be. Like the whole reason you go into dungeons is because there's treasure that's been lost in there. So maybe he's just like, you know what? This is the one place where humans won't come and kill me. And then they do. Oh, Does anybody ever try to make like a dessert out of the gelatinous cube? Oh, I haven't seen You should try to that. do that next time you encounter I one. Think, I think you should try that in real life. Like yeah. make, a, make a jello mold, but uh-huh. it has like a, a skeleton in, in the middle Just of it. Just like little arrows of yeah. chocolate or something in there. Um, or like treasure. So we did have quite a few selections from our ear buddies. Good. Week. I'm glad. Yes. I was kind of worried that, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think Dungeons Dragons is very polarizing. I think that more now because nerd culture is getting more popular. Right. Yes. That, you know, more people are, are trying it out, especially you have podcasts like Adventure Zone. So people are trying to try it out because they want to see like what Adventure Zone is all about. And mm-hmm. there's other game or other things in pop culture that have right. to do with dungeons and dragons so it's it's like dungeons and dragons magic the gathering nerd games they're getting more popular they are yes so. and timothy brought black blade by blue oyster cults from the beginning to the end of time and i'm the cosmic champion and a whole mystic sign in the whole He also said the selection is great, or this theme is great timing. He says, I'm working on finishing a campaign, which, yay, he's actually playing. Yes, yeah. Uh, and I have to say that um, it doesn't have to be that he's designing his campaign around this idea uh, or the conceit of this song. First of all, I want to say I'm very happy because, like, if, if, if nothing else, being on this podcast, I got this song out of it, which is, it's a classic, the story is a classic trope from Dungeons & Dragons, a sword that is sentient, uh, a sword like, that that has an existence and intelligence to it, uh, and sometimes they're good, uh-huh. or sometimes they're cursed. If you're not careful, you end up with a cursed sur- sword that controls you and and you never know before you pick it up. There are ways. Uh, you poke it with a stick? Uh, there's some magic spells. <laughs> there, there are some magic spells that you can cast, and then it tells you, like, if a sword uh, is magical and what it does. So, yeah, it's it's almost, if you want to treat it like a, uh, if you want to treat it like a morality play, like, the, the cursed weapon is 
you know, fools rush in. Like, yeah. Like, ooh, it's really shiny. Ooh, it looks really nice. I, I, you pick it up. Okay, well, now you're evil. Like, yeah. Sorry, buddy. Or now, now this blade, you have to kill a certain amount of things. Or you have to make a sacrifice to appease it. Or, uh, But... That's what this song yeah. is. It's it's this guy who has a, a sword and, you know, um, he calls me master, <laughs> but I feel like a slave. So it's something that I have actually witnessed in Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, uh, someone who they started off as a good character who, like, quite literally would go in and save people from uh evil monsters attacking their village and all of a sudden they find this really nice sword and now now it's all one sword to rule them all right yeah <laughs> exactly so i'm very happy about the song and it's a classic tale uh or a classic hook yeah. from dungeons and dragons i just love that it sounds epic which always whenever you think about fantasy you do want like epic sounding songs it's very prog rocky and i always forget what blue oyster cult is until i hear their music again which yeah. i think is sad because yeah I always forget that they're, for some reason, I always think of them maybe like doing some punk music about the ocean. <laughs> and moving along, okay, we have Craig who brought The Wizard by Black Sabbath. I had never heard this song. I have not either. And I, of course, don't know much about Black Sabbath. I think that there are a lot of like metal bands that are very wizard and magic mm -hmm. related to it. Um, there's a lot of noodling around. And the sound, it's like the wizard doesn't really talk a lot. He's just hanging out. He's just going about his business, you know, doing his thing, defeating evil. It seems like I think he's defeating evil, right? Or was he causing evil? It was hard. Well, he's bringing joy. I think that was. Yeah. He, he's bringing. He doesn't say anything, and so you kind of think he's ominous. What's going on? But, but he's very anti-evil. Right. He. He. I think. I think he's bringing uh, joy or happiness to those around him. Yeah. I think is just chilling, wandering around, paraphrasing. He is um, Gandalf at the beginning right. of the Lord of the Rings, just hanging yes. out. It's like, hey, I'm bringing some buddies. We're gonna go defeat some stuff. Yeah. Have fun, y'all. Which is also a really cool idea for, you know, the mysterious stranger who comes in and you're wondering, is this a bad guy? And you want it to be a bad guy because now you have something to fight. Right. But, so oh, they're not. Like, they're okay. they're good. But you don't think about Black Sabbath ever doing, like, happy-go-lucky characters. You, I mean, maybe that's why they did that. Maybe <laughs> they're like, I don't know where this came in their, uh, their uh, chronology. I don't know anything about their chronology. Uh, I know war pigs. Don't know it. I know I know war pigs and. Uh, There's the one song where he sounds super Aussie sounding. That's that one song. I don't know the name of it. Super Aussie sounding. Yeah, like Aussie sounds super Aussie. Oh, uh, Iron Iron Man. Oh, probably. Okay. 
Well, now that was we've... it in the Iron Man movie? Yeah. I think All right. It was. Yeah, I know okay. that one. <laughs> the the very first one where he gets a, like the, the homemade suit. Yeah. Or, or the the cave made suit. Yeah. yeah. I totally got that. So now that we've proved we don't know anything about Black Sabbath. Um, it's not about <laughs> this show's not about people who know everything about music. It's about experiencing new music, right? That's, yeah. Yeah. Good. So. Just like Dungeons and Dragons, like it's not about knowing what Dungeons and Dragons is. It's about coming in with no expectations and just trying to enjoy it and trying to figure out what it is and learning something new. Yeah. And opening yourself to new stuff. And I thought it was a joy. I really liked it. Now, of course, Jason brings the song that I believe most people now are getting more people into mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. He brought the Stranger Things theme. I want to suggest the Stranger Things theme since D&D is a big deal in the lives of the children in the show, which of course it is. I think that it made a lot of people really interested in D&D because they're, you know, it's mixed in with this 80s nostalgia. Yeah. So I think that the whole basis of the show really comes out of like, it starts with the Demi Gorgon, right? Mm-hmm. So... If you don't know what Stranger Things is, uh, stop the show, go watch all two seasons, and you'll come back, and it'll all make sense. But a lot of people are getting into it because of this, so I'm wondering, like, when people hear this, do they automatically think Dungeons & Dragons now? The Stranger Things theme? Uh, theme? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's so much nostalgia in that, and it's. I'm not saying that as... Um, any type of judgment, I think that's what they were going for. They wanted to recreate the feel of not only the 80s, but that type of horror that came out of the 80s. Well, and also just the type of film in, in all. Like, 80s movies had this certain feel to them, and they really captured it. Mm-hmm. And it has this very E.T. feel to it. And even if, like, if you think about Indiana Jones, right. it still has this kind of, like feel to it and this nostalgia that still somehow Stranger Things captured and I don't even know how even whenever there's stuff that makes no sense in there that probably really didn't happen in the 80s but still they got it close enough that all the kids born in like the late 70s and the 80s remember it so yeah tape players the crappy bicycles right so so I think Maybe for some people, I, I think it's one of those shows that you can associate that theme, the theme song to whatever you grab from that. Right, that feeling you get. Right. So, so yeah, if you like, if you're like, uh, if your quintessential '80s experience was playing Dungeons and Dragons, then yeah, by all means, like this would probably 
like, oh yeah, that's that's a Dungeons and Dragons song. Yeah. And it doesn't not fit. Like it is very um I don't know if it's the right word, but like tonal. Like it has mm-hmm. it it hits those different parts of your brain that make it very ominous and mysterious. Not as urgent as, you know, over tuna, but very like what's going on yeah, what's what's at the other end of the hallway what's, it's like a synthy mysteriousness right yeah so it's it's really good but also like you know that sound was kind of the sound of like 80s horror too right that, dun, 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 dun. And mm-hmm. that, they, that little plop of notes in there it's great love it <laughs> and it's also super eerie so it is yeah but i can also listen to this going to bed and feel really happy <laughs> which I don't know if I'm listening to ominous music going to bed. Well, it, it's it's interesting. <laughs> like, I mean, what works for you works for you. It's so. super calming. Yeah. Also really love the show, too. Now, Evan brings something that is a pure gem, and it's called The Bloody Verdict of Verdon with Sir Christopher Lee and company. One hour with wife and child to gaze upon faces. A thousand men all dead in one day They would not renounce their heathen ways Thirty years of campaigning consumed To subject those pagans to Christian rule By deeds of great kings. I shed the blood of Saxon men. I shed the blood of the Saxon men. I shed the blood of the Saxon men. I shed the blood of the Saxon men. I shed it at Verdun. I shed the blood of the Saxon men. I shed the blood of four thousand Saxon men. I shed blood of Saxon men. Jesus. <laughs> I did not. I didn't know this. Like, I had heard people, friends of mine who were huge into metal. I'm not. But I've had friends who were huge into metal, metal um, talk about Christopher Lee. I'm like, the actor? Like, why Yeah, is... he was seriously into metal music. He would make tons of metal music. And I, I never would have even imagined it. But listening to this, I'm like, this makes so complete sense. sense. Yes, it does. Um, like, just... It's almost tangential, like uh, the Middle Ages and uh, the Middle Ages and making fun of power structures is very metal. Yeah. So from there, you can jump to like Charlemagne, that is middle, kind of Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. And also, like, depending on how you look at him, like, wasn't or is a good dude, you know? Yeah. However, you want to view Charlemagne, I'm not here to do some revisionist history, uh, but. What happened, happened. What happened, <laughs> happened. Um, so you, you, and then from there, you have Charlemagne. And so, okay, well, that all of a sudden that opens you up to um, our perceived interpretation of that, which is like every everybody in history is English or like has, you know what I mean? Or has that like, um, that very proper way of speaking to Christopher Lee. So it's (laughs) like they're attacking the middle ages from both ends, like from a theatrical aspect and 
this this metal music that's yeah. also so they're joining forces and they're like yeah let's do Charlemagne why not well and also because whenever you think about it like the Middle Ages you think about a lot of the lore and like some of the dragons and you get um was it the you get your wizards what's the famous one Merlin Merlin yeah there's a story from like that and then there's a terrible King Arthur film that came out with. Did you see that? In the name of the king? No, the king. No, it was just called King Arthur. Oh, oh it uh, was bad. I was thinking of a worse film. <laughs> if, I I don't know if I'd pay a dollar for that one. In the name of the <laughs> king, a dungeon siege tale has Ray Liotta as like an evil. Okay, this king is guy. this sounds way better than the King Arthur one. And oh, um, I can't think of his name. English action guy, um, shaved head. Was in, in Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Yeah, so he was in this, and it's like, wh- how is he in this? And he's like the, he's the hero of it. But anyway, that's. <laughs> I was it, thinking of the one with like Kira Knightley and that uh, British dude. Oh, I haven't even seen that one. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It came out in like two thousand. Well, if you like bad movies, in the name of the king, a dungeon siege tale. Well, of course, you know I, you think about the Middle Ages and the like. Middle Earth will get knocked into this and all of that. So I think this suits the theme, even though I think Evan said, though I think it's based in fact, maybe, I don't know. All I know is he sheds the blood of the Saxon men. Right. So I think it works. So Saxons, uh, I'm, I'm not familiar. Like Saxons would be Vi- the Viking mm, I think people? that you're generally thinking, you know, the Northern European Okay. style english people anglo-saxons but the anglo part is the english folks and the saxons i guess are the not the english folks but people eventually became the english folks right something like that but they were invading or being invaded upon and then ca- kind of dying i think that happens in dungeons of dragons yeah yeah i mean there's a there's a lot of uh you can you can play it on a micro mac, a macro scale where you're like yeah you're controlling armies that are trying to take over the world and you can kill some Saxons? It, if, it, if Saxons <laughs> exist in this game, then yes. <laughs> well, you still have to continue the game to find out, right? You do. Yeah. <laughs> Chris always likes to pick battles with me. And he always likes to mess with me and mess with the theme. And so he chose Puff the Magic Dragon by Peter, Paul, and Mary. Oh, Puff the Magic Dragon Live by the sea And frolic in the autumn in a land called Hanali Puff the magic dragon Live by the sea And frolicked in the autumn mist In a land called Hanali Together they would travel On a boat with billowed sail Jackie kept a lookout perched on Puff's gigantic When Puff roared out his name Oh, Puff the magic dragon Live by the sea I don't think that's messing with the theme. <laughs> you don't think so? I mean, well, on, like, if you take Dungeons and Dragons together, uh-huh. then it maybe doesn't, but... There is a dragon. But there is a dragon. And there's like, heartbreak. A literal, a very literal translation of our theme. 
which I, um, he is technically correct, which is the best <laughs> type of correct. <laughs> technically. From, that's so my like, favorite quote from Futurama. Yeah. If technically correct is the best type of correct. <laughs> As opposed to theoretically. Right. Yeah. So. It's it, the classic make everyone cry song. It is. And I think. I can't listen to the end because. <sighs> well. Little kid just breaks my heart. Stops visiting Puff. It is. It is more. It's like. A, it's like a almost like a fantasy cats in the cradle type thing where like <laughs> the kid grows up and he doesn't have time for this dragon anymore, so the dragon doesn't exist. You just. Oh, it's just so sad. Like, okay, my daughter has a book based off of this. I get real tired of reading it, but the song makes me emotional. But yes, I've I've talked about a little Jackie Paper a lot. And I would say that for a lot of people, this um, encapsulates their experience with Dungeons and Dragons. It was something they did, you know, um, maybe as a teenager Mm -hmm. or in the early 20s. And all of a sudden, you stop opening those books. You know, maybe all your friends get girlfriends or boyfriends and they can't come anymore. Or the uh, dungeon master. They go off to college, or the dungeon master is too busy. It's an allegory to Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, that's the way I kind of look. In this this lens, this is the way I look at it. It's a guy who used to, you know, go in this fantasy world of Dungeons and Dragons, and then for whatever reason, everyone stopped. Yeah. Everybody forgot about their 20-sided die. But and mm. the, the good news is it's always there. You can always pick it back yes. up again. Yes, you just got to go back in and revive. There Puff. are, especially <laughs> if you want to be a dungeon master, like the, the the trope is, the cliche is that don't ever say you're thinking about starting a game or you will have 400 people asking to be in it. Oh, know? yeah. Because a good dungeon master is really hard to find. To the okay. point now where there are people playing uh, lots and lots of money to go through games. Oh, really? Yeah. There are professional dungeon masters now who, um, that's what they do for a living. Okay. You know? Good and on them. Yeah. Good way to make imagination part of your job and just setting up worlds. That's really cool. Yeah. Ah. So that's nifty. I, I don't think I would be that much into it, but or I couldn't. I, don't, I like Dungeons and Dragons, but I can't put that much detail into a world building. It's an investment. Right. I know of games that have fallen apart because the dungeon master is just like, I can't do it anymore. And that's... That, that's, that's, that's pretty common, right? That's, yeah, that's, that's what happens. That's sad. Aww. But it is a beautiful song. It is a very good song. You know, if you like the kind of the folk, the hippie folk. Yeah. I'd always heard that the song was about marijuana use. So does, the, does he just stop smoking? Well, now that I listen to it all the way, like I don't, growing up, and I think it was on the Elephant Show, mm-hmm. if you remember that from Nickelodeon, no. I think they did, <laughs> um, I think they did this song, but the only thing I remembered from it was the chorus. So okay. if you only listen to the chorus. It can be about marijuana then. Well, it's, it's a happy song. Right. Well, if listen, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, it's a, if it's only the chorus, then yeah, it's a super happy song. Right. But, you know, then you get to... If you read, listen to the whole song, it's not that happy. But it's not about pot. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to go with like the dad from Meet the Fockers. It's about a boy and his dragon. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, 
uh, you know, who are we to say what a song isn't except we except everybody else can get whatever they want to from the song. Yes, a song can be whatever you want from right. it. I don't know what Peter Paul and Mary intended though. They when they just, wrote it. There were just some hippies with some daisies back then. So it could have been. Thinking about their dragons. Maybe. Yeah. Now, to round out the ear buddy selections, right. we have Dakota who brought Stonehenge by the famous infamous band Spinal Tap. You know what? This is one. <laughs> you mentioned like playing with the format. Yeah. Or, or messing with the format. This is the one I saw as like, I like this person. Because they're, <laughs> it, it is very much making fun of everything. Like it's, the whole prog rock thing. It's, and the yes. whole storyline thing. And the whole concept of this like fantasy rock trope specifically i think um specifically i think uh led zeppelin is very tightly associated with dungeons and dragons Mm -hmm. and lord of the rings and there's references to lord of the rings and um so if if, like you had to if you were going to farce or make fun of the entire thing right like this narrative songwriting with progressive rock elements to it uh, they have a mandolin and a flute. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't mess with the flute. I'll pull my flute out. <laughs> well, okay. Can you play the song? I haven't tried yet. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe if you could play the song. Yeah. That's um, my challenge for you is for next podcast. <laughs> Learn one of the songs on flute. <laughs> and then play it. And that could be your outro. That could be what you end the show with. I could. But then I have to get a perfect take. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, my God. So, well, we didn't get any feedback for this week, which means I think everybody must have loved last week's show about sports football. That's just got to be it. Everybody loves Mike. Everybody loves sports, right? That's it. Sports? Sports football? Sports football. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Um, You can find the show at E&D Pod on Twitter, and I am at Madam Willite. What is your handle, Benny? I am at Benny Elbows. I like your joke Twitters. B E N N Y E L. I'm really sorry. Like I was so concentrated on spelling this that like you paid me a compliment. You totally paid me a compliment. And I was like B E N. No, this is the time of the podcast where I plug stuff. Thank you. Thank you so much. I. It's um. Sometimes, I, one of the things I like about comedy is that. It's there even if you only have a few minutes. Yeah. You know, like you can 
if you if you consistently if you consistently write and you get used to it and you do it for a while, a while and you and you learn formats and you learn uh, joke structure, then if you have like a spare fifteen minutes, you can mm-hmm. come up with something. You that, got some pretty good gems out there too. And a lot of them were just like I'm sitting around during a lunch break or um, it, I'm trying to fall asleep at night. It will be in like in the strangest times. I'll look down and like, huh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, there's a lot of 2 a.m.s. There's a lot of 8 a.m.s. Uh, you know, so I guess what I'm saying is like, yeah, I like writing jokes. And that's where you can see a lot of them is on my Twitter at Benny Elbows. B-E-N-N-Y-E-L-B-O-W-S. And you can always find the uh, the the. I'm sorry. You can always find the podcast group on Facebook. It's Earbuds and Earworms podcast group. We do have a voicemail line. If anybody wants to send us a voicemail, I wouldn't mind playing some voicemails. Do you do you play voicemails on the podcast? We do. Oh god. Yeah. You're gonna you're, 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 you may get some voicemails from some weird characters. Oh, just give out my phone number. That's cool. Just give it out. It's 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837. If you just give them the number, they're probably going to think we're a weed hotline. Oh, no. I meant, like, <laughs> I'm going to come up with some characters. Oh, I'm good with that. I'll play it. It's going to be – It's go, I'm going to try to get it close enough, just like just like Spinal Tap. You're going to be like, this could be <laughs> this a real person. This could be a person. real listener. This could be a real person. Yes. Or it could just be – could just be Benny Elbows being dumb. <laughs> it's all right. It's eight in the morning and he has nothing better to do. That's so. cool. <laughs> you can always email the show at endpod at gmail.com and we can always be found at endpod.com, part of the 10710 network. If you want to check out Little Red Bandwagon this week, they go through all of the purchases or all of the strange purchases that they got on the Amazon link. So Go and listen to that to see exactly if your weird purchase showed up. And, of course, our Amazon link is endpod.com slash Amazon. What is our final song? Uh, our final song is Dragon's, Dragon Force. Uh, the band is Dragon Force through Fire and Flames. And to me, this is on the other end. Like if Spinal Tap is farce that is close to reality Mm -hmm. this is reality a real (laughs) band that are super talented they are great at their instruments but they're so over the top that they almost get to where they're so earnest they're so earnest (laughs) um i mean i don't know anything about them but i think i think they may earnestness yeah i think they have a sense of humor but also like yeah this is we're called dragon force and here's I gotta be honest with you. The first time I ever heard this song, I think it was on Rock Band. It <laughs> oh, was really? like the hardest one. Like it was one of the few uh, on the ro- on on the Rock Band sets that I had that I couldn't beat on uh, Expert. I don't think I could even beat it on Hard. Wow! But thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been a you. great time. I'm glad you came. Yay! I got uh, I got some cool songs out of it. I know it's a it's a perfect like D and D playlist now. I think it is. So I think it is. You throw in some just ambient noise in there also, and and stretch it out for <laughs> stretch it out for four hours, which is maybe sometimes a normal play session. And yeah. You got yourself a bona fide soundtrack for yes. a campaign. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you.
I want to play a unicorn that just is happy. A unicorn might be hard because you'd have to find a universe where unicorns exist. But would I really? Because unicorns could be anywhere. They could be anywhere. Like, I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> I hope in the rules so I can be a unicorn. I would say, I would say. Um, My magic power is I, glitter. I would say like if I were a dungeon master running this game, I would say that you can't start off as a unicorn. But I. <clears throat> that would be your quest to become a unicorn. Well, I think I'm just going to spend the whole time arguing towards being a unicorn. <laughs> that's fine. There's a lot of arguing in Dungeons and Dragons. That's that's half of the time. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just joking. <laughs> but there is a, there is a lot of like discussion. Well, you said this. You're like no, I said this. Like well, what you meant was nerds. 